to AV Plus, the podcast from Commercial Integrator. I'm Adam Forzianti, the senior web editor here at CI, and I've got two words for you this week. Power management. It's far from the most exciting topic in pro-AV, and as such, it's been ignored for years, at best treated as an add-on in AV projects. But on this week's episode of AV Plus, I'm speaking with the CEO of Rosewater Energy, Joe Piccarilli, to learn why integrators should start to see it as a mandatory project insurance. But first, let's hear about this week's AV News to Know. After replacing CEO Phil Hess with President and COO Jim Scammon, Bose has moved in a new direction now, naming Leela Snyder as its new CEO. And just like Bose founder Amar Bose, Snyder is a graduate of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. At MIT, Snyder earned a master's and doctorate degrees in mechanical engineering. She spent the past several years at commerce solutions company Pitney Bowes. It's kind of ironic that Avix's own research would feature a glimmer of optimism for the pro-AV industry just a few days after the association let go of a wide swath of staffers, but that does not mean that the findings are any less valid or should be discounted. The Avixa Pro-AV Business Index for July shows that both sales and employment are in growth mode across the landscape, and that's a good first step towards recovery. No one, Avixa included, is saying that this is the end of the hard work or that the recovery is anywhere close to being complete, but that it is in fact underway. And in CI News, we've published an in-depth look at the AV over IP technology category as it stands in 2020. We spoke with integrators and surveyed our audience to learn more about how and why AV over IP is growing in the integration market right now. Our latest report is titled, The State of AV over IP Right Now. So for more information on that story or any of our full list of the latest AV products and projects, visit our website, commercialintegrator.com. Now let's get back to the show. Joe, what is you know the real monetary value right now of power management solutions to integrators? Is this a category that you know you think sometimes gets ignored in Navy? Well, I think it's been ignored for years and years. Um, at best, it's been treated as an add-on on a sale, saying, "Oh, by the way, now that you've bought all this equipment, you might as well put in a surge protector or some kind of line conditioner." And unfortunately, when it comes to that kind of decision. When there's a budget involved, the product last specified is the product first out for budget. So I think it's, it's always been treated as an afterthought. And I think many end users look at the installers and say, oh, you're just looking at that to pad my bill. When indeed, my uh, power quality has become so much more important for end users to, in, to actually enjoy the fruits of automation and high technology. So it is no longer something that has to be, oh, I'm just throwing this in at the end. I consider it now a foundational product. There are two factors that really influence my decision. One, power quality in North America is getting worse, not better, for a variety of reasons. Uh, regardless of your political bent, nobody has the will politically to fix the infrastructure. So that creates power quality issues. We are loath to build a power plant. I mean, it's 25 years in permitting. So, and as our population grows, and more importantly, gets concentrated on the coasts, power quality gets worse and worse because you can't feed the increased population. And third, and rarely thought about is, as we tend to add more renewables to our grid, renewables, renewables create power instability. Because if a cloud goes by and it's solar, that output could drop by 90%, and even if it's for just a minute, 
when you have consistent demand and then an inconsistent supply, things can only go wrong. So from my point of view, it has become much more of how do you present this product to your end users as a necessity? Because what we have found in, in application is many, many people become dissatisfied with control systems. And I'm sure you've heard it in the past where guys, oh, I bought this really fancy control system, it never works. And in fact, it was, the, it were those, was those comments that led me to found Rosewater. Because as I researched what customer dissatisfaction was about, it's not because control systems are bad products. It's not because they were poorly installed because our integrators are generally pretty good. It really was a result of power quality problems and nobody has ever looked to the utility or blamed them. So now it becomes incredibly important for our integrators uh, on both sides of the fence, both commercial and, and residential, to put in a device that will ensure the performance of all of the automation we put in. So speaking of that, um, Joe, could you speak to the uh, idea of, you know, power management and power quality management as AV project insurance? I, I, think that, I think that is a great, great, great phrase because it really is project insurance. And, and I'm going to do it through a couple of examples. Um, I have a, a builder in Southern California who three years ago was having problems on a site. There were power quality problems. And of course, he was getting all the pain first because the people who contracted this building to be built blamed him for the power quality and automation issues. And then of course he yelled at the integrator. So the integrator said, hey, you should put in a rosewater piece. So he did, and he got the client to sign up and, and put one in. And now the builder has gotten to the point where he will not build a project without a rosewater in. And it really is from a, from a point of view of Again, client satisfaction, but more importantly, financial satisfaction. Look, all of the stuff you paid for is working perfectly. So we end up uh, saving the builder, saving the integrator, everybody a lot of money and pain and callbacks and tracing solutions that all lead back to power quality. Power management solutions can also help you know, mobile workforces, but do you think that integrators, especially commercial and integrators can realistically capitalize on that opportunity. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, home integrators, you know, custom electronics providers, uh, residential folks, they are already used to um, the idea that, you know, people who are working from home might need their services too. But commercial integrators are more and more in, in this day and age having to try to tap that market, but they, they do so lightly because you know, how can they realistically talk to their IT customers and say, well, you know, your, your, your clusters of people working from home could use, you know, something like power management or whatever solution it is that they're talking about. How can integrators, especially in commercial spaces, you know, realistically capitalize on the opportunity for power management uh, in a time where mobile workforce is, you know, stronger and, and more alive than ever before? I'm going to address that in, in two segments. And the segments are going to be prior to the COVID crisis and then during the COVID crisis. Prior to the COVID crisis, we were finding as more and more businesses of wide variety are going digital. You know, all the files are in the cloud or on a server in their office, hopefully both. Uh, 
so the consequences of the power glitch that denies them the ability to get to their data is catastrophic to their business. So the opportunity cost, what does it cost to be down for 10 minutes? What does it cost to be down for an hour? So we have that prior when you had all of your people in the office. Now that you have clusters of employees working from home who have to access centralized data, now the power quality issues become compounded. Not only do the clusters have to have reasonable power quality, but again, the power quality in the centralized office becomes even more critical because it's not like I can go to the central server, which is down the hall, my on-premise server. I still got to uh, access that remotely. So all of a sudden, the power quality both in the office and in the clusters become critical to getting productivity from the work-at-home environment. And then finally, what are some other reasons that you feel power management is critical to you know, modern systems installations, both with the COVID bent on that and without that? I mean, any other things that you've been thinking about recently that you know, make this, this category of technology all the more critical in your opinion? Yes, uh, what I've been finding is we're, as we're doing uh, both family offices and people who are working remotely in the financial services sector and in the investment sector, Loss of communication, for instance, uh, there are clients who high-speed trade from their homes or their remote offices. And one of the clients told me, look, if I lose because of power quality here, my connect to Wall Street, it's 45 minutes to resync it. And in 45 minutes, my little office can lose $50 million. So all of a sudden, that's, that's a really big number. And it is... As we rely on high-speed communications and those communications can be, you know, the speed of those communications are critical to the monetization, this, this becomes a no-brainer for everyone. And then when I speak to my friends who have law offices, my friends who are in the medical profession, who are all incredibly dependent on communication and networking, they can't afford it. What has happened in the past is our commercial integrators have never thought about what the real costs of losing data, of losing productivity time have been, so they've had difficulty justifying. If you were to sit back and and look at it from the user's point of view, a business point of view, and sit down and just very, very back of the napkin start calculating what is the price of not having this ability for a minute, for an hour, the price becomes astounding. And then the value proposition becomes very easy to justify. And then uh, one other question too, I was just thinking about, um, you know, pop-up medical facilities that have, you know, came about because of, you know, COVID treatment centers and the need for uh, additional spaces to, to keep people who are sick or people who are needing, you know, tests and things like that. So whether it's a testing facility or a full-blown, you know, medical care facility um, in the age of COVID, can uh what what is the specific need for power management there i mean i I imagine it's similar to the reasons you've already said but all the more critical because people's uh, lives and health are on the line yeah exactly and and it is the critical piece of this is in this day and age where the reaction by both state government and federal government is data dependent Data delays can create really bad decisions. As we have found out as we've gone through this COVID crisis where people are reacting to data that's either too late or unavailable. 
And I think the ability to say, hey, at all times, I can transmit my, my results. I can log and transmit is critical for us to solve problems like this. Because the, our reactions, when, we're, when we lack data, you might as well just be reacting blindfolded because you don't know anything at that point. So I, I think there are all kinds of reasons in, in this environment and uh, in particular to manage your power. Imagine if a power glitch, if you have a, a remote center, a testing center, and a power glitch wipes out your day's tests. I mean, the data stored already, just wipes it out. I mean, all of a sudden you've got hours and hours and hundreds and hundreds of tests that just disappear. You can't have that. You know, you want to prevent that at all costs. You know, I, I also think um, from the integrator's point of view that when you start to look at dollars per job, you know, how does a country, and in our day and age, because of the wonders of technology, price reduction in our particular categories of product continues to drop. And it is very, very difficult for everybody to scale clients per year. So clients or jobs or dollars per client become pretty important. The ability to allocate a significant portion of budget to power quality, which is not to present it as, oh, this is a way to pad my bill, I'm saying this is an area where if you show expertise, you can charge for a field that nobody's paying attention to. Uh, what advice would you give integrators to really give the, the, the hard sell, but also in a time where, you know, everybody's sort of scrambling to kind of reorganize themselves and, and work towards, uh, you know, COVID restrictions and, and following those in, in a safe way. Uh, how do integrators, you know, get the point home on this type of technology without coming across as maybe a little sleazy, like, hey, give me more money, that kind of thing? I think it's a great question, by the way. And it, and it begs to go back to, to basic selling techniques because it is consultative selling. I used to teach it, my favorite kind of selling, that brings this across. And what I would recommend is very early on in your conversation with your client, sit down and ask the client, hey, have you noticed that power glitches, uh, quick brownouts, sags and surges have, have occurred in your current facility or occurred in your home? your home office, your, your, obviously your, your main office, do you notice these power quality issues? And if, you, if the client will generally see it, say yes. And then you go, you start talking about the consequences of those issues, the, the increased frequency of those issues. And then I might begin to ask them, you know, if you have downtime, do you know what that costs you? But I bring it up early on. And I also precede my power quality questions by saying, look, I'm gonna ask you a bunch of questions that you may not think are relevant, but are incredibly important to the long-term viability of the product we put in, the longevity and its performance. I do that twofold. One, if I introduce it early enough and, and give that preamble, the client then thinks, whoa, this guy is actually going granular with me and taking good care. And then if he interviews anybody else for the same job and those questions aren't asked, everybody else who is bidding for this job looks not as good, not as thorough. So from my point of view, I get, hey, yes, I've noticed it. Yes, it's important. Therefore, it's on the bill. <laughs> it's in the project. 
And that's how I, I do it. Does it work 100% of the time? Of course not. If I had something that worked 100% of the time, I would never teach it. I would just own the world myself. But that is that is the way to have it come across without looking like you're just trying to, you know, oh God, I'm gonna add a whole bunch of money to the sale just because I care about me, not you. This has to come across as I care about you.